0: You're listening to
1: Kane and Corey. And we're back! It is the Kane and Corey Show. How the hell are you? Corey is skiing. He is not here. For the rest of the week, he's not here. So, uh, at least for two days, these next two days, he's got a guest host. I would like you uh, to get to to know, and I would like to introduce the guy. Uh, Which name do I call you? He's been so many people throughout the past 26 years that I've known him. Currently though, he's he's known as Ashok Bala, and he uh, reads the news on 1010 wins, 923 1010 wins, and also 880 It's not news radio eight eighty anymore. It's WCBS 880 News. Listen to that radio voice. My WCBS. 1010 yeah, wins on
2: 923 FM. So Which is still every time I say 923 FM, I think 923 K Rock. Ten ten
1: wins on 923 K Rock. Because uh, Ashok was Dead Air Dave on 92.3 K-Rock. That's probably your most famous era, because, isn't it? Because or- of
2: Howard, for sure. I mean, there's no way. When I did Afternoons years later, there's no way as many people were listening to that as we're listening to Howard, right? So, And I was Howard's censor for his last four years on regular radio.
1: You were on the button, and he brought you up a lot.
2: I was the punching bag yeah. after Andre. You remember yeah. Andre did it before. I-
1: do remember that? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. That's like, like Kane and Cabbie. We had a pretty successful afternoon show, right? Huge. But you know, nobody really knew Cabbie from that. And then he starts going on Howard. Then he's like fucking Captain Popular, and that, but, that pissed me off for a minute when it first started happening. <laughs> but then, but then I realized we were reaping as a show the benefits of that notoriety. Right. It was like, eh, I'd rather have gotten big on our own, but hey, I'll take Howard. But you know. um, the fact that
2: uh, you, guys, you guys were live at like every show we did. Remember mm-hmm. Lodo shows or, you know, Limp Biscuit at PNC or something. You guys yeah. would be broadcasting live. So the audience would be streaming in and having the K-Rock experience with you, or, you and Alter Boy, you and, you and Cabby. It was amazing. Like radio used to do all this great stuff. I know.
1: I think it's going to get back to that at some point. So uh, you were Dead or David K-Rock. You were then Dylan for eight years on Fresh 1027. Yeah. You're the and reason K- I and then got a job
2: there. That's right. Well, I helped. I mean, I I, I I couldn't get anyone hired, but I could certainly put in my two cents. And the boss asked me, and I said, I, yeah, I think he's really good, and you should hire him. Like, we we really need people who are good. And he listened. He listened a bunch of times to me, which was great.
1: Well, that's before he threw you up against the wall at one of the concerts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jeez. yeah things things went uh, we're good now you know we work in the same building now still. but yeah that happened a lot of a lot of weird stuff happened at that place
1: all right let's start right there just because that's a good juicy story all right so we're at a fresh was it fresh fall fest or something <laughs> like that i, I think I, so. or I holiday jam holiday jam whatever it was at beacon right yeah beacon theater mm-hmm. and i had missed it i just missed the scene i came to the uh the after the after party if you will when people were sort of going "Did you see what happened uh but the boss Jim Ryan got so mad at you he grabbed you and threw you against the wall what did you do how did that start what was the deal by the way Mafia has your boss ever grabbed you by the uh, the throat and thrown you up against the wall probably not (laughs) it wasn't the
2: throat I think it was like the shirt like the collar he didn't he didn't actually I was I was shell-shocked I'm like I was just like, what did I do to get him that angry? Yes. I said something about, um, it was, it was uh, everything, uh, everything that's gotten people infuriated with me in my life has been my words, because I'm a man of peace. I'm not a violent person. And uh, yeah, so I think I said something. I was angry. About, I mean, I was angry about everything. So I must have been complaining about uh, not being able to go to the pre-show party. Cause all I thought about back then was drinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta be on the air till eight. Then I gotta go. Rah, rah, rah. I was angry that I had to be on the air till eight. I was angry that I wasn't treated well. And I was the afternoon guy. I was treated very poorly. Yeah. So that's probably one why
1: of the anchors of the radio station.
2: For, I was, I had the, I mean, not, not to, I'm not putting anyone else down when I say this, but I was outperforming middays on a listen at workstation. And yeah. I'm not saying middays didn't do well. Middays did very well, but I was doing exceedingly well. I hit ratings bonuses, which is not supposed to. I don't think they like that. They had to pay me all these bonuses.
1: They don't even have bonuses anymore. That was back in the day when they actually bonused you. Yeah, no, eight years. I was going to bring it up. So you're not stroking your own ego here. I was going to bring it up. Eight years of consistently high ratings, afternoon drive at Fresh 1027. So. Congratulations. They would put out these. That, next, nice. they
2: put you know the what publication? One of these uh, radio things would put out a thing every year, like the highest cume mornings and afternoons nationwide. And mm-hmm. we were like, I was in the top five, if not the top ten. So so was mornings, but I was you know you could you could actually see the cume, and it was it was amazing. And I'd be like texting Booker, who was doing um, amp in L.A. at mm-hmm. the time. Because we were like we had the same kind of numbers. He was doing as well in LA as I was doing. I think he actually beat me in terms of QM in LA. He was doing very
1: well. See, but that's that's the kind of thing I felt though when I worked for this same guy doing mornings. It's just there a lack of respect. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not that I wanted but my talent, ass, not that I wanted my ass kicked, but just you know, don't treat me like a piece of crap.
2: Talent like never talent just.
1: It's, it's,
2: it's the way talent is treated and spoken to by a lot. I don't want to say all, but by a lot of programmers, it's wrong. Like, and programmers who've never been on the air, give Jim credit. He was on the air. Like he gets a lot of stuff that a lot of programmers don't, you know, Mm -hmm. PDs that were never on the air. They don't understand. Forget about it. All right. So
1: Ashok Bala, you were born and raised in New York. You're a New Yorker, right? Through and through. That's. Oh yeah. I love and hate. I love and hate it. Right. That's what I was going to say. That's what gives you pass to rip on the city as much as you do.
2: And when outsiders rip on it, I get angry, even yeah. though it's like, okay, well, you're right about that, but you can't say it.
1: Right. Same with me in Jersey. And even though I'm not from here, I've been here long enough now where I'm like, I've lived here 20, well, not 20, since 2006. How long is that? It's a long 16, time. 16, 18 years. I can't do fast math. Yeah. Well, you're a news guy. I thought you'd be smart enough to figure that stuff out math you don't have to do math. early coffee hasn't gone in yet all right well cat wants to know uh dave dylan a show what's your favorite role in radio what's your preference
2: well i will say doing you know anchoring the news i, I was talking to Kane about this how it's so much work but it's like exhilarating and fun you know mm. i don't love writing We we start our shifts with two hours of writing so it's not like you're, you're walking in and reading someone else's words, which can be very rocky, i talk about that later, but so everything, you know, you have to absorb what you're talking about, because if you're just going on and reading stuff that you don't know what you're saying, it's not gonna sound right, so, but I don't love the writing part, even though it's essential, but then you get on the air, and I love being on the air, you're running the board, you're doing everything, there's no, there's a producer who picks all the stories and, They're updating things and and watching what's happening, especially during breaking news and stuff. But their job function is separate from the anchor function. So, Mm. you know, the anchor is running the station. It is like, you're like an octopus. But I love it because I get to use all my skills, whereas in music radio, especially now, it's like talk for seven seconds and Mm. shut up for three or four songs, which is very boring.
1: So do you write, you get there early to work and you write the stories. Do you just then keep using the same stories as written the entire time you're on or do you have to continually write and update them or what? Here's just- well,
2: the two stations are very different. So now I'm mainly on wins. They pretty much stole me after there was a contract thing. Uh, it's a long, complicated story, but I was hired by 880, but now I'm mainly on wins and occasionally on 880. So wins is you're a, you're a half hour on, half hour off. You're either doing the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour, meaning that full 30 minutes of the hour. So it's two anchors at all times on winds, except for the overnight, which is brutal. Cause you do one, you do, it's one anchor four hours straight. So you're on from one to five in the morning. Jeez. Taking a leak is almost impossible unless you just say, screw it. I'm going to let commercials play. Cause they don't have it set up in the old days. They would have an anchor bathroom like winds. You remember, oh, you weren't at one Oh two seven when we were still on uh, 57th street, it was. Right across from carnegie hall like a block from where k-rock was was where 1027 was and wins was right upstairs and both stations had like N E W had a had a dj bathroom and uh and wins had an anchor bathroom because they cared about talent they're like these guys have to run to the bathroom while they're working <laughs> now yeah. it's like
1: uh figure it out yourself piss wow. your pants yeah. so four hours of basically non-stop talking
2: that's that's a rough shift. That overnight on wins, oh, my God. And, uh, you know, there are shifts on 880 where you're on for hours, but there is one difference. At the top of the hour, you take CBS Network News, you know, you're at the top of the hour, right. doo, 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 doo. and this is blah, blah, blah. Right. And so you have three minutes to run and take a leak, and that's actually okay, right? It's like a three-minute song.
1: Do you ever get sick of hearing yourself talk? I would. I'd oh, just yeah. be like, God, could I just shut up? Oh, yeah,
2: especially when... Um, Sometimes there are not enough reporters working. It all depends on uh, scheduling and whatever else. And uh, if there are not enough reporters, anchors end up talking a lot more because we have to do more writing and read more stories. And it's it gets really exhausting. It is when I first start, I'll I'll say this. This is one interesting thing. When I first started doing the news, I didn't realize how hungry you get when you're talking. Like you could roll into a music shift kind of hungry and get through and then, you know, it's four or five hours. You go get something to eat when you're doing an eight or nine hour anchor shift you better have thought about what you're going to eat because otherwise then you'll be going to a vending machine and looking at the selection like this sucks you (laughs) need to think about food ahead of time for real
1: did how did you get people to think of you differently like you know as a professional news person was that a problem because i've i've thought of that before too like all right you want to segue out of doing music radio um, well, people don't necessarily see you as a talk show host or a news reader or a weather person or whatever. Did you have any issues with the segue?
2: No, you know, it's oddly no because I did. First of all, if I had just started at 880 and 1010 out with no news experience, it might have been disastrous because I don't know how you would do that. You'd like, I needed experience, which I got at iHeart at WOR and doing all these other stations in different markets you know, just doing short newscasts, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: three to five minutes tops maybe. Like some of them were one or two minutes for these other markets. So that's really, it's like, it's like I could compare it to in music radio back when this was possible, you would go to a small market and make all your mistakes, right? And then mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger. So, so yeah, I had that. I was there two and a half years.
1: Where at and, OR?
2: Um, yeah. And uh that... How should I phrase this? I wanted <laughs> the idea when I got that job was to get the experience to get to 880 or 1010, right? That the whole time I'm like, this is gonna lead to that. And if it doesn't, maybe I'll go back to music, <laughs> you know? So it did, but it took longer than anticipated, probably because of the pandemic.
1: Were you still drinking when you got the news? When you started the news?
2: Yeah, actually. I, I started there in August 2019 and I decided to retire from drinking. In February 2020, I just passed the four-year mark. Can you believe four years? Wow. wow not really. Not knowing
1: the old Dave. Not knowing the old dead air Dave. Good for you, though. That's pretty I incredible. To,
2: man, I loved. I loved drinking. I really did. I loved drinking with you. I was good at it. Very
1: good. <laughs> one of the best. Without question, one of the best I ever saw. But what was, was there something that happened? Was there a wake-up call? Was there a, I'm just tired of this? What was was it that made you quit? There was a
2: series. It was like, oh, you just did something stupid again. Okay, cool. You know, and you, there's bargaining. Like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Ah, people don't Mm. really know. And it's like, no, you know what? Everyone notices, everyone knows. And the, and and the only, when you realize that you have to be removed, you have to really be removed from it to realize that everyone knows, Yeah. you know, you're a jackass. Yeah, I was kind of tired of being a jackass <laughs> and also being hungover all the time. You know, I haven't had a hangover in four years. It's
3: amazing. Wow. So Dave, uh, uh, Dave, Ashok, would you drink every day? Like, would it be an everyday thing?
2: Pretty much. I mean, see, it was all fun and games in my 20s and 30s because it was yeah. going out with friends, having a few beers. You know, there were times in the K-Rock days where we'd go out and I'd like pass out on the floor in Kane's bathroom. <laughs> but that that wasn't like an everyday <laughs> occurrence. Yeah. No. Okay. All
0: right. that Not every was, day. Uh,
2: that, that was every now and then it would be like, oh, he got drunk again. But, you know. Then in my 40s, it turned out to be like uh, all my friends are married with kids in the suburbs or living far away. And now I'm on my couch alone drinking. And that's not fun. No.
0: No.
1: Did you find that you lost friends when you quit drinking? Because I've had a few friends that decided to quit. And it's it's weird for the people who still drink, too, because we feel like we lost a friend, like a death in the family. And we still love them. But it's weird, you know, because a lot of friendships are built around drinking and going out.
2: It's true. But I think maybe it's difficult for people who decide in their 20s and 30s to stop drinking because that's their identity, like or that's that's just what they do with their friends, but when you're older, especially cuz look at the timing. This was February 2020 when I stopped drinking like a month before yeah. everything shut down and I was going through this uh, this thing like after you're after you're alcohol free for a month, you start really like things start changing. And you're like, I feel amazing. I'm going to do all these things that I haven't done in years that I used to love. I used to go to 20, 25 Yankee games a year. I'm going to start going to games again. I'm going to start going to concerts again. I haven't done all this because I've been angry sitting on my couch drinking or working. That's it was either one or the other, right? So that's what I uh, that, then and then everything shut down. And I couldn't go to any baseball games.
1: Did you know that it was the, uh, the booze that was the source of your anger before you actually quit? You must've had an idea. It was just, it's just hard to quit. Right? Well, I,
2: I always, I had trouble coming to terms with the fact that I had a problem and I don't like the word alcoholic because I don't feel like I don't call myself that I never, I don't, I'm not an AA person. I feel like alcoholics need uh, medical intervention. They can't just stop drinking. They're actually dependent on it. Whereas uh, problem drinkers just get hammered too much. And you so, were a problem drinker. Definitely a problem yeah. drinker. You know, I could go, I could be like, I'd go a couple days or a week or so. Oh, I'm not drinking for a few days. See, I, I don't have a problem. But no, I had a problem. I just didn't I didn't know how to admit it for a long time. And then <laughs> and then um, when I did, I was like, all right, well, I can stop and because i didn't have a plan to stop it was this willpower nonsense which is total bullshit willpower doesn't work what actually got me to stop was uh, reading a book uh this actually this radio guy in uh, the uk named craig beck wrote a book called alcohol lied to me and uh, the only reason i know about it is because i was listening to a podcast i was telling you i used to listen to dax shepherd mm-hmm. his armchair expert and uh he had you know the comic pete holmes yeah yeah he's really funny and uh so dax is an aa guy pete holmes is not they're both sober and uh dax asked pete how he stopped drinking and he said i read this book and and i was walking down the street i remember listening to this podcast and he goes if you love drinking don't read this book because it's going to ruin it for you and i started laughing i'm like all right challenge accepted i'll read the book and, uh, and I was drinking while reading the book <laughs> and, and it, you know, chapter at a time over the course of a month or so. And I realized, I don't think I'm enjoying drinking anymore. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't say if you read this book, it's going to ruin drinking for you. I would say if you are having trouble stopping drinking, try reading this book because you actually want to, if you don't want to stop, it's not going to work.
1: Right. That's where it all begins. Yeah, and I I remember I'm 37. I'm working at Sirius XM and Kingston, our, our old boss from K-Rock, 92.3 K-Rock. He was the boss over there, too. It was before the merger. It was just XM. And and I come, uh, I had my own office, so I, I fucking, I, I slept in there all the time, knocking down a bender here and there. And he's like, this one day, just goes, when are you going to stop? It's like, I didn't stop right then, but I always remembered that right and i was like well it's in the back of my mind that day's going to come i've never stopped i mean I'll, I'll i'll still drink on the weekend and stuff but what i did stop i i eliminated the going out every night and i've tried to eliminate the problems that it caused because mm. nothing good ever the only bad things that ever happened in my life you can trace directly back to alcohol like
2: jaeger for you jaeger
1: yeah i'll still drink, drink the jaeger but you know i i do it in more of a protective environment now like i'll go yeah. to someone's house you know, I'll, I'll hang out with fewer people. I'm not doing, I'm not doing rails in the kitchen of a bar anymore, <laughs> you know, until four in the morning, you know, the the Coke is gone, which is probably what, what really helped.
2: That's probably I mean, very, you know, yeah, very healthy that you're not doing that.
1: Yeah. Jude. Yeah. I mean, your, your ticker can only take so much, but I, I've just decided I've got, I, so I feel familiar with your story and I'm, I see similarities in it. The only difference is I just haven't stopped completely because, you know, I like to gather with some friends and have some drinks at a football game and shit. You know, I just don't do the stupid shit anymore. Or at least I well, try not to. So if a you're show.
2: able, if you're able to control it and just have a few and have fun, that's terrific. I yeah. couldn't. That's a, yeah.
3: sh- a show. Good question for you back to that book. What was it about that book? Like if you could summarize it in maybe a sentence or two that yeah. really made you hate or stop drinking. Like, what was it well, about that?
2: It basically—I don't want to say—it's an education in how alcohol is like the most addictive drug, and of course, of course, you have a problem with it because that's what it does. But it's also it explains how nothing really good comes of drinking, and it does it in a very comprehensive way. It kind of changes the way you think about hmm. drinking. So it's not, and it and it says willpower is bullshit, and uh, and if you're like. I'm going to be strong and not have something I really want. That is not a good way to stop because you're going to break at some point. That's why people relapse all the time with this. It was like, I didn't like set a, I'm going to stop on this day. It was nothing like that. It was like, I was drinking while reading the book. And uh, after I finished the book, I I remember, I think at that point, I only had some wine left in the house. There was no beer. There was no uh, hard liquor. So I was like, I finished a bottle of wine on either the Valentine's day or the day after in 2020. And there were eight bottles sitting over there. I'm looking at them. Like, I don't, I don't don't think I'm interested in that anymore. Mm. And they sat there for eight months and I, yeah. And then I gave them to a friend as a housewarming gift.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. You know what? And I, I always hated uh, telling yourself I'm quitting drinking and I'm never drinking again. To me, that's a lot of pressure never drinking again how about how about just this i'm not going to drink today
2: right I, I never say i'm never drinking again i say i'm not drinking that's it it's like yeah, because it's
1: no, daunting right that feels impossible like how
2: and then you part of yeah i think he he's
1: feeling yeah
2: he says that in the book it's like you don't have to say you're never going to drink
1: again like why do you have to say that you see the day one day where you're i don't know you're on vacation in aruba and you're on the beach and you want a frozen drink you see that day coming
2: I just, I would have to want it, right? And I I don't, I'm not interested. You know what I love? The world of non-alcoholic beverages is really, like, it used to be O'Doul's, right? And nothing Mm -hmm. else. And that stuff's like drinking a Bud, which you may like, but I don't. You know, I I (laughs) would have a Bud. I don't like
1: the Bud. I'm on the Miller Light now.
2: (laughs) I used to like Miller. I used to like Miller High Life, too, the champagne of beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, But now it's like, there are so many different kinds of NA beers that are just, they can't call them beers they call them brews but they're so good and uh and i didn't even have one of those because i didn't know they were that good i didn't know they were good so it was a year i was uh i was alcohol free before i even tried them and then i'm like oh shit, this is like having i was i'd be looking at the can i'm like are you sure because this tastes too good yeah but yeah so you, it's would good. you would genuinely
3: you genuinely enjoyed the taste of beer not just the feeling that you got from it because like i can't stand the taste of uh, i think beer is disgusting you well so you're not a you're not in the craft
0: beer. you're
1: not into- a <laughs> no, no he's a woman what he i'm saying is out. let's go
3: i would think that somebody would be like well Shoke, you had a, a drinking you know you you stopped drinking because you felt like you had a problem drinking this na beer would be almost the gateway back into it but it's not you you really genuinely just enjoyed the taste so the the which the side effects of it you don't care about anymore
2: oh yeah well I think for some people it is. For some people, yeah, it's not a good idea. Is that, right. there it's a slight
3: amount of alcohol in there?
2: Yeah, but it's like the it's like bread. It's the same amount oh, of alcohol that's oh, in bread. Okay, all right. Yeah. Huh. so like less than half a percent, as opposed to what's your average beer, five percent. So uh, you would have to have, I think, twenty of them to, to equal one beer. Mm. I don't know. Uh, in 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 a very f- quick period of time. Quick period of time.
1: Yeah. Um, what's your go-to non-alcoholic beer?
2: Athletic brews the best ones. There's another brewery called Bravis, which is, uh, they're really good at the dark. They do an oatmeal stout. They do, like it's like Guinness. And, um, but they're, it's funny. I just tried a new one called Best Day Brewing, and I ordered like 48 of them thinking, ah, that's probably as good. And I'm like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have ordered 48 of them, but I'll still drink them. It's interesting to, it's interesting to try different brands to see what they've come up with, you know.
1: What's Yankee Stadium selling non-alcoholic beer for? What do they rob you for?
2: They, I don't, I don't know if they have it. I haven't tried it because, really, you know, hmm. I, you know what's funny? I think we talked about this a long time ago, uh, and 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 I'm I'm a hardcore Yankee fan, and I I was always like the new Yankee Stadium is beautiful, City Field sucks, blah blah blah, and now I think I like City Field more. Not just because of the wide open, and when you walk around, it's just they treat their fans better. They're ah. they're more desperate for fans, and they treat them yeah. better. And their promotions are better. I'm not a Mets fan, but I really enjoy going to Mets
1: games. Well, it's and, a ballpark. It feels like a ballpark. Like you're at a ball game, yeah, and it's not a
2: mall. It's true, and their food and drinks are better. And they they actually I can't remember if they have any. <sighs> I don't think it's con- it's come far enough at ballparks. I can't wait for the day when you can go into a bar and they have NA beers on tap. Like that's coming. It's only a matter of time.
1: Are they that popular? Do they make enough money on that though? Because I mean, a tap to get to get your to get a beer uh, on tap at a popular bar is really hard to do. I don't know yeah. if they're going to make room for a non-alcoholic beer. I don't know if enough people
3: drink that. Kane, I I, I think when we went to that spot before we saw Corey and Stamford, they had. I I noticed a few NA beers on the taps. There was a lot of them. Right. Did you notice that?
1: I didn't. I don't
3: yeah. look. For no, there was a few so. there. You wouldn't, Let
1: me see if they got anything that won't make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I should
2: add, I do enjoy THC products. I'm not like some straight edge. I like uh, I like weed. I like edibles. And there, it's legal everywhere now. Edibles. But you know, what's great about <laughs> the it is said that. You feel great there's no hangover. It's and it's good for you. I yeah, know I, you're not a you're not a weak guy.
1: No, but good for you, like it working is good out for good for you? Like No, it's good like um it
2: I, I have anxiety issues. Oh, okay. I have uh All you right. know, it really does help. It really uh living in the city, man, it's it's anxiety. Everything is everything is stressful. It's unnecessary stress. You know what Julie Slater says. Our friend Julie, who did Middays on K-Rock after Howard for many years, and she's been in L.A. since, I think, 2007 or 8. And a few years after being out of New York, she lived here for, what, decades? She's like, you know what I never understood when I lived in New York is how difficult everything is. Like, everything is exponentially difficult living in the city. Just what do you mean? Like to, to get from place to place yeah, we, weed, weed helps. Yeah. You have to go in the subway all the time. You have Ugh. to get the lug stuff around in bags. You're not driving anywhere either. You don't have a car because having a car would be insane.
1: Subway is actually on my list. I have a bit we're going to do in a bit here. And that's on my yeah. list of one of the things that you hate. Of
2: course. Um, I love it. And I hate it. It's like the city. I love it. And I
1: hate it. So you've replaced beer though. Now, if you follow Ashoke on Instagram, You've replaced beer and going out to bars with I prefer Netflix and chilling by myself on the couch and not moving after the gym. You're going to museums. You're going to screenings every day. It seems like you're at some different movie screening in some frou fru part of town and you're going to the MoMA or whatever. Like, is this what you've replaced going out with just these sort of artsy fartsy things?
2: kind of i mean it's it's not all artsy fartsy but you know there's Seems some like
1: uh- it is. <laughs> <laughs> you were posting you- dude he posted like you know like your friends got like a billion fucking posts on the instagram story and there's so many little fucking dots that you're like i'm not watching all that well it's a show so i watch it but it was just different pictures of things that he was seeing at the museum like ugh stupid next one. Well, that's not art. Stupid. Stupid, 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 stupid. I don't get art, so I don't know how you were having fun there.
2: It's well, I like it. Well, I don't like all of some of them. Uh, you noticed one of them I wrote, look, it's Jenga because it looked yes. like Jenga. Right. You yeah. know, there's a lot of it that's stupid, but that's part of the fun of MoMA is like, really, that's art, but also somebody, there's a lot of Somebody
1: somebody froze a chain link fence and sla- slapped it on a slab of wood and called it art. What was that?
2: And it doesn't it doesn't you know, it doesn't do anything for you, but a lot of people (laughs) like it. I enjoy it. It's fun walking around looking at uh, what's considered art. Some of it I really like, some of it I goof on, you know. It's not it's not like I will say MoMA happens to be my favorite museum. I'm also a member of the Whitney. Whitney's really nice, but my sister's in town. They got
1: the Whitney. Same stuff. It's,
2: It's also a lot of modern art and um the past few hundred years. I don't like the Met, and I'm being forced to go there today because my opera? sister's in town. No, the Metropolitan Museum, museum of Art. Oh, Art. Yeah. oh, On, oh. Uh, <laughs> by Central Park. Yeah, it's it's not my kind of museum. It's a lot of really old stuff that I'm not interested
1: in. Have you segued to opera?
2: No. Okay. I just went to see Dice Clay at Carnegie Hall. Oh, so good. come on. Right. It's not all frou-frou, as you say. <laughs> right. I want to see the Dice Man, for for Christ's sake. Talk is about still a guy gay? who's reinvented himself. Yeah. yeah. You wanted the picture? <laughs> yeah. Are you the Friedelmans? <laughs> if you haven't been seeing what Dice is doing on social media, he's just going up to people and messing with them. They have no idea who he is. Some do, and they're like, it's the Dice Man. Yeah, I want the picture, you know, but... It's great.
1: Kat wants to know if you've been to the Louvre in France.
2: No, I actually would like to go there. I've never been to France. It's not pronounced Louvre, is it? It's the Louvre. Okay,
3: thanks. I
1: <laughs> thought I was doing that on purpose, but then nobody corrected me. I'm like, it, what? No. I barely know. Come on. <laughs> it is, I'm not going all the way to fucking France and going to a museum. You know what's fun? Uh, I used to go to
2: Amsterdam when it was like, you know, when in order to get high in the U.S., you would have to have a drug dealer come to your house and sell you a little uh, container. Back then, it was fun to go to Amsterdam and, uh, and go to the Van Gogh Museum. Extremely high.
1: And it's almost wow. scary, but it was fun. Van Goghs are fun. So what's been the best time in your career so far? The K-Rock days? Or maybe it was the big 105 days? Oh,
2: God. No, well, it's definitely not big 105. What
1: was your name there?
2: A, B, Let's go through well, your names. Let's go through yeah, your yeah. names
1: that you have right, had so, on the radio.
2: When I first started, I tried being a shoke on WPDH Poughkeepsie. That was the first station to put me on the radio for five dollars and seventy-five cents an hour. Jeez! Oh, <laughs> wow. The home of classic rock and roll. One hundred one point five WPDH.
1: And you were not a shoke, you, shok. oh, you were. I was a shoke. Oh, you were a shoke. Okay. Yeah.
2: I, and then, and you know, it's the Hudson Valley. It's how did close that work
1: on York. a classic rock station in the it Hudson really, Valley?
2: It, it Didn't really work well.
1: <laughs> And, uh, you know, surprise, surprise. I'm not saying they're all racist, but I mean, you know.
2: <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, then I went to uh, work with Kid Kelly in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Pennsylvania, at a top 40 station he decided to program. He, left, he had left Z100, and, um, and he wanted to call me AB Lake because my initials are AB and Ricky Lake was popular, and I said, you already have a Danny Ocean doing middays. How many bodies of water Dang. can you have on one station? <laughs> wow. So we somehow landed on AB Love, and I'm like, that's really stupid. And he goes, I, brother, I like it. Let's see your you're AB Love. I like it, brother. AB like, love. So love. I was stuck with AB Love. <laughs> and you should have seen the disappointment on the young ladies from the request line when they would see me. Bam! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Heck, that was those were the days when you when you hooked up <laughs> a lot with the people who would call in because why wouldn't
2: you? What? There were no dating apps.
1: So wait, they're thinking what? What's their face? They see you, and I mean, what did what did they expect? Ab, you're a DJ. I mean, come on.
2: Look of horror. No, I mean <laughs> there was there was there was some success. The success rate right. would have been higher if I looked a different way. But you know that's life. Whatever. So Ab love, and <laughs> then that turned into what? Well, then when I got hired, um, let's go back for the people who uh, remember New York radio history. 105.1 for a very long time was called Mix 105. It was yeah. WNSR. And then it was WMXV. MX for mix, V for variety. So it did very well. And for some reason, they decided to pull the plug on it. It was owned by mormons at the time bonneville very nice company to work oh, for. oh bonneville yeah right. and um so in uh, late 96 they pulled the plug on that they fired everyone jim kerr was their morning man they fired him hmm. you know the morning guy on Q. yeah and um <clears throat> hall of famer
1: radio hall yeah of famer. he's
2: one of the one of the greats and one of the nicest guys in the business really is so they fired all these people all these very talented people and they hired me <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was the new 105.1 fm the buzz and it was like it was trying to capitalize alternative was very popular right and k-rock had started you know flipped from classic to alternative at the beginning of 96 so this is the end of 96 so they're like we're going to do the female version right not targeting men and uh it didn't work but it was fun and it was you know how i got and and i i went by a b they didn't want love they're like you can be a b i'm like okay I think, no, was I, you know, I don't even remember. This is so long ago. I think maybe I was still AB Love. And then when Big 105 happened, they had a problem with it because I think one of the programmers thought it it was a gay reference, like ACDC Love. Is that it? I don't know.
1: Wow. That's a a hike to get there.
2: Yeah. And and, and, and I'm like, they wanted to call, there was another guy who wanted to call me Brian Key. And I just flat out said, no. So I ended up being a B on big one Oh five. Okay. All right. And then Kingston branded me dead air, Dave.
1: For what reason?
2: It was, I think it was like whenever he hired someone who was like, you know, unknown, unestablished, he wanted to brand them. I wanted to be a B negative. I thought that would be funny. Like the blood type. (laughs) And he was, and he just looked at me. He goes, no.
1: (laughs) As only he could. Yeah. So he just said, dead air Dave.
2: Yeah, I did a couple shifts as the unknown DJ, which I think a lot I, of new jocks did. I remember and, that. Yeah. 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 And then he said, you're dead air Dave, man.
1: Great you're name. Dead you got to give him props on that. That's fantastic.
2: I hated it for a while. And then I loved it because, you know, people, people remembered it. Like it was memorable. He stole it from some other guy. There's a bunch of dead air Dave's.
1: Oh, okay. But I know you abbreviate it to dad you know yeah. it's cool acronym dad well, I don't know you it was and doing...
2: Booker and Danny and everyone just call me dead remember dead? yeah 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 what's up hey, dead? Dad. what's up
1: dead? it was funny
2: I <laughs> I prefer dead to Dave because I'm not a Dave
1: what was your okay just a uh, best moment while working at K-Rock whether it was on stage or an interview with someone oh
2: geez um there was a that stage announcement with Julie we still talk about it every now and then at one of the DFPs, you know, dysfunctional family picnic at Jones beach every year, except for that shitty year at PNC. Actually, there was a good one at PNC. There was and then, a great
1: then, one at PNC where Sharon yeah. pulled the plug on Limp Bizkit. That's right. That, that was, that,
2: a, that was the good one. That was monumental. Yeah. There was a, there was a shitty one at, <clears throat> it was like, it was a Metallica show, right? It was at Giant Stadium. That
1: was a Giant Stadium. That was the last one, and that was—I was, I was uh, about to get fired before that one. I was under suspension and wasn't allowed to go. Oh god! Although I was there, and yeah, that was—that wasn't even a DFP. We slapped our name onto that concert
2: dfp 7 which was actually a Metallica show, right? That's it. Yeah,
1: That's it. Yeah, yep. but
2: the other, the good one at PNC, I remember that, and Creed played that one where yep. Sharon flipped out on Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah. Or was it Creed? I can't remember. Because f-
1: Fred went off on on uh, Scott Stapp on stage, in Creed and Creed, and Sharon pulled the fucking plug on him. <laughs> it wasn't because he went off on Scott, but he was taking too long, and whatever, this, that, and the other, and... I don't know. So... What the hell is that? Sorry. My phone. <laughs>
3: it's a bill collector.
2: What kind of operation is this? You're a broadcaster for how many years, man? Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing? What want you doing? on, man? Come on. I know. Look into my head, man. Come on.
0: <laughs>
2: so there was a DFP at Jones Beach, and Julie Slater and I were going on, on stage to introduce Cypress Hill, and she had a megaphone, like Scott Weiland's style megaphone, and she goes, I'm gonna scream swear words into the megaphone, into the microphone. And I said, "Great! I'm gonna do weed references because Cypress Hill has a huge bong on the stage, and you know we're probably half drunk because we were getting drunk in the in the tent by the side of the stage. And at the time at Jones Beach, the audience couldn't get a beer because it was dry. Remember that? Mm-hmm, yeah. So we go out on stage like, we're we're cool, we're funny. This is gonna be great, and she's like yelling swear words into the megaphone, into the microphone. I'm like, "How? Who's high? You know, who here is high, or something stupid?" <laughs> and the crowd is like, "This." Oh
1: no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't care. We just keep going, and like,
1: give it up.
2: You know, the crowd's like. It's like a dull, not even a roar, just like a like yeah. a cricket's almost give it up for Cypress Hill. Then they come out and you know, they, they kill it, obviously. Yeah. It was just uh, So the funny part here is the next day, Howard would love to get all the tapes together because all this stuff all this stuff was recorded and he goofed on it so hard for like twenty minutes, and I'm down the hall in the button in the sensor room and i'm laughing so hard i'm crying like he's making jokes about foot effing julie I mean, like come here julie i'm gonna foot f you like anything to get the crowd going
1: god damn so i gotta pull that tape out memorable slash embarrassing
2: but so i mean he he the stuff that was said about me and stuff done to me and my, my personal life dug into on the show that was kind of traumatic but now, this, this was, was all because
1: you were on the this button. Was,
2: yeah, this was just yeah. funny. This specific DFD okay. DFT thing was just pure fun. There was other stuff where I would walk out of there like, I can't believe that was on the air, you know.
1: And now, for those who might not know, the button was the uh, you, you would. It was your job to edit Howard Stern. Oh, I have to decide on the fly if that's appropriate for the radio. And if I don't think it is, I got to hit the dump button. And really Howard, difficult. Of course, did not like that. Really I difficult. Didn't know, I didn't though. know he got that. Was he really honestly angry or was that a bit? Kind of both. Like he was always
2: nice to me off the air, you know, but the real him is on the air. You know, like some people say, oh, Howard's such a sweet guy off. The, he is a sweet guy off the air. But come on, that's the real guy on the air. Yeah. He's being himself on the air because he can't socially act that way and get away with it someone punch him in the face (laughs) that's true now
1: you're right but he was i mean
2: who's done radio better than that guy like he there's there's no one
1: people are doing it better than him now but no well now he's done it better than he's what happened to him he's just he became everything that he despised he became Hollywood he became he's a crazy lefty I mean what happened just age you think that's that's what it was got older I and,
2: think I think people change when they get older I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a crazy lefty well think, when
1: you say when you say that people who don't get vaxxed should die I mean uh you know uh, they, they don't they don't need I think the, the pan
2: the pandemic made a lot of people say a lot of crazy stuff mm-hmm. I think um I'm not defending him, but I'm saying, uh, what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. It's
1: <laughs> being careful now. He's a news guy. He does not want to say the wrong
2: thing. I think, uh, no, I think, well, first of all, yeah, he's 70 years old. He's changed a lot. I think he really just wanted to interview famous people. Like he had all this time with porn stars and, and, and the whack pack. And I miss all that. I miss the old show. I miss how things were but if he was doing all that now it'd be weird
1: that's true no I understand that you do have to grow out of that at some point
2: oh I was gonna say he still loves guns he, how can you be a hardcore lefty and be into guns didn't know I never heard him talk about guns did not he's know always, that he likes guns really he's always been a gun owner he still says he's like you gotta you're a, you know there are wolves and we're sheep if you don't protect yourselves yeah he gets angry when people uh when people say you're a liberal hardcore blah blah I don't know because I think it's, I, I think really I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't, I'm not registered to any political party. I won't be, I, I don't like them. I have to be in the middle for my own personal sanity. Cause I mm-hmm. think both sides make good points on some issues. No, one's completely right about of anything. Not. No. So, but I feel like too many people treat it like uh, the super bowl or, you know, yeah, the world yeah. series, like it, it's not that cut and dried. Well,
1: that's the stupid people. And that's what they well, try most, to do. They, that's they, most right, people. Divide and conquer. That's the whole reason it's a two-party system is to try to get us. It's like putting red ants and, and brown ants in a box. If yeah. you put a bunch of them in the box, they won't do anything until you shake the shake, box. Shake it, yeah. Then they both fight because the red ants think the brown ants started it and vice versa. And that's exactly what they do with us. And then you see all people. these
2: people going like, what? These protesters all the time. Pro- don't. Don't you want to do anything else? I don't understand what right. is that. What is that achieving? You're blocking traffic. What's the point? You're making it
1: worse for yourself and your whole cause. Because and, and you're making people hate you. I don't right. understand it. Exactly. Is it hard doing the news? Because to my ear, and I'm I'm happy about it. As far as I can tell, like 1010 wins and News Radio 880 or whatever it's called now, seem to still be able to just you know give us the news. You're right down the middle. I don't yeah. really sense a lean no, I'm, not, I'm
2: not looking i'm not looking to do, when i'm on the air i'm not looking to sound biased or do uh political commentary of any kind we're not supposed to editorialize it's just the facts ma'am is what these stations were built on you know like that's what they would say back in like the 60s and 70s it probably would say stuff with just the facts right and uh, but you know what's what's fun about it is with local news because i can yell and scream about crime in the city Right. Cause um, it's all around me. You know, I, I can laugh, play a soundbite of the mayor saying something stupid. I'm going to laugh at it. <laughs> because I don't you think can. that's, a, I don't think that's editorializing because the audience is living here too. And yeah, right. they're like thinking the same, look at the comments on, uh, on, on everything.
1: Well, but you still run the risk though. Say the mayor just, uh, no matter how ridiculously outlandish it might be. There's somebody pro- probably agrees with them. And so if they hear you, you just get the wrong person that hears you laugh. It's something he said. And they're going to just imati- automatically think that you have a bias.
2: That's very true. And people interpret the way they want to. Like you could say something and it doesn't imply anything. And they'll say, you are implying this. But, you know, I, d- I mean, I also wonder who is listening to every word we're saying. I think right. a large fraction of the audience, a large portion of the audience is listening it's just background noise. Then, then they hear something that interests them. and They're like, Oh, let me turn it mm-hmm. up. You know, they'll hear a word or it's like, when you're listening to a podcast and maybe it's not
1: something interesting starts being discussed and you, you zone in, Right. Sure. Does anybody else there, do you notice anybody else there? Not that you would throw anyone under the bus, but did they happen to have any bias? They sneak anything into their stories?
2: Well, I mean, everyone off the air, we all talk about things sure. like, can you believe this Are or, you, you know, all the, the same Pretty like, much,
1: or off the air, or are you?
2: Mm, no, it's a mix. I mean, mix. Uh, okay. some people That's are. Healthy. Yeah, I think so. It's. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I, we don't. We don't get into like fights or arguments in the newsroom, but uh, there are there are comments.
1: What about now with the rumor? Uh, it's not a rumor. It's probably going to happen. You probably can't talk about it either because you know you work for the company. George Soros now taking over oh, Odyssey. Geez and in controlling the narrative of all of Audi- odyssey's radio stations how does that bode how do you feel about uh, I've,
2: that i've never been told to lean any any way or be biased in any way and i cannot imagine that happening and uh we'll see what happens with this company i have no idea
1: i mean i would like to think that you're new york and you can tell anybody to go fuck themselves as far as if they try to editorialize on your news stations
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I, right i, I mean, can't see on. them i can't see my boss saying like oh jesus christ you know you can turn the ringer off
1: <laughs> yeah i know he doesn't Do know that know? technology i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. sad thing is nobody ever calls me except for bill people First one was AT and T. That one was Walgreens. That that
2: do not call registry does not work. It does not work. I, at I've, all. I've written the FCC like, hey, come on, guys. A they, they were all about trying to censor Howard, but they can't get trolls to stop calling us.
3: Yeah, no shit. A Real quick. So we've had like people from Kane's past. So we had like Mike Diamond. We had Brian McFadden Alter Boy. Am I saying his name right? So we uh, we asked each of those. Like, I know there's so many of them. But is there one story from the past with Cain that you that stands out that 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 will just like you know give it to us? Like there has to be some experience that I you had with Cain that, that I you don't just say
2: we we just we would go out drinking all the time. We'd go to that No Malice Palace. Oh. Remember that place, Third and B. Third and B. <laughs> and uh, Viagra Niagara. Does that still exist?
1: Niagara. Uh, I don't know. I think it might still be there. Jesse Mallon has uh, uh, some health issues right now that are pretty bad. He was the owner oh, of that place. I read about that degeneration
2: guy, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I uh, I just remember fun times, man. We'd run around man, the city. 2A, we'd, we'd
1: go to two A right across street.
2: There, there was a time when I think we, I think because Danny Sarah, who's uh, mornings in Seattle now,
1: Danny Two with, Guns,
2: yeah, mornings. with she used she was with Danny Bonaduce for many years, and he's retired now, and they her new co host cross the street from my company to iHeart, And, um, and so she's got like a a guy who's a legend in the Seattle market as her co-host now. And, um, uh, she, I think after it was nine inch nails at the garden, we couldn't, we didn't have tickets to the after party, but I can't remember if you were there. I think we all, I think it was three or four I was
1: was probably there.
2: That's what I'm saying. I, no. I'm pretty sure she she just unbuttoned a few buttons, and suddenly we were in the after party.
0: That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and we're in a room. I remember vividly being in a room, sitting next to some chick, and then realizing to her right is Marilyn Manson. And I look up, and Trent Reznor is staring at me. And I was like, whoa, I'm freaking out. <laughs> but this were- was all... No- you guys would interview them all the time. I'm just a part-time roller. What's going on? Yeah. yeah I wasn't interviewing them.
1: Yeah. No, Marilyn and I did some rails. Oh, he was sure. Fun. Yeah. He yeah. was fun. <laughs> poor
2: guy. He's got Well, I wouldn't say poor guy. I don't know. Based on all the allegations. I don't know if I should yeah, say poor no, guy. this was
1: prior didn't know oh, anything yeah. about his allegations it was at a that long point. time ago. Yeah. He was probably allegedly doing those alleged things then too, but I didn't know this is before. I that. think he
2: even met that Evan Rachel Wood. Oh yeah, way before. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, um, everyone's got. I, to, it's I, like, oh, well, this was before. Kind <laughs> of, you know, it's the one specific. S- story you probably wanted to just die, but I'm sorry, it's never going to die. Whenever K rod people get together, it's that's the first thing we talk about, and I think it was talked about on the air too, so people might know about this. It's after. Uh, was it after a holiday party?
2: i have no recollection this is all these are all allegations
1: (laughs) we had i believe it was the holiday party at the parker meridian hotel
2: we used to have really good parties oh my god
1: they used to put money in. yeah Yeah. anyway maybe you can fill in the blanks but that's the start and then the end was you going up to the k-rock studio and uh taking a piss all over the floor (laughs) who would do that there's no way who would do that
2: that's that's that can't be real Thanks, beer. That's got to be a made-up story. I was drinking (laughs) rum and cokes that that party. It was gross. No, I I, look. I have no memory. So how could I corroborate anything? Uh, That stain was
1: on the carpet till the day they they, they demolished the studio.
2: December nineteen ninety eight. How am I supposed to remember when I was in a blackout? (laughs) You guys all made it up
1: allegations oh but that's funny. you know what we had at k-rock that I've, i've allegedly never had before and it will never happen again we had lightning in a bottle everybody everybody who worked there all the jocks were friends and hung out and partied together and our lives were all the same none of us were married with kids we all were able to do it was Right? Wasn't that special? Like, I've, I've never worked at a place like that before where we were just such a cohesive unit, which then that was reflected on the air, which is why I think we did so well is because people, we just, people just wanted to party with us because that's, I mean, whoever it was, get drunk, bar closed, 4am, oh, let's go to the station. You'd go to the station and hang out, hang out with whoever was on the air. I mean, it was incredible.
2: Studio party. Yeah. Yeah. It was, might- uh, you know we were given tickets to so many things we couldn't go to all of them it was it was it was crazy and yeah we we actually all enjoyed hanging out with each other and we did constantly and it's true like can you imagine uh going to hang out at at the place where you work like we would do that like yeah yeah, let's go back to the Mm. station booker would text a a studio party okay yeah let's go yeah who's bringing beer who's getting what
1: my guy's here (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then remember there was a time they were digging through the garbage cans so we'd be like all right we'll just take the empties out
1: and <laughs> we're throwing them
2: out on the in the garbage cans on 57th street <laughs> yeah oh
1: yeah god my my code guy ward it was booker's guy too he'd come out and hang up or i'd come up and hang out That's you know funny. we're doing lines off the console wasn't
2: there a guy Alter named Boys chief
1: fucking chicks right on the board there like
2: oh yeah chief chief was uh bringing people weed too yeah i think uh we had uh we had a constant stream of everything in that place there was oh. a chambord royale remember that deli yeah. right across the street oh. which is now i think it's a bank of america i yeah. think it was a i think it did time as a chipotle for a while
1: everything's a bank now yeah but they had good food in there
2: they had uh they we 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 put their kids through college with the beer alone a hundred percent
1: so um I hate a lot of stuff, too. As a matter of fact, there are people in the uh, chat who think I should have a side podcast called Kane Hates Everything, <laughs> which, you know, you and I kind of have in common. Maybe a little less now that you don't drink. Well, I still hate things. I still hate, hate a lot things? of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm well, still the me, same guy. Give me some hating music. Things I think Ashok hates. Okay. And you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Okay. I like okay. this. Right. I know I'm right on a few of these. Electric scooters. Oh my god,
2: the worst! I mean, now do we say the same you as really? mopeds and yeah, well? You, you do news stories on this all the fucking time. It's because there, because there, there's gangs of criminals going around attacking people on them. First of all. And second of all, they're, they're, they they have no sense. They're riding on the sidewalk. They're running stop signs and red lights. They're almost running you over, not just on the street but on the sidewalk. And they're the worst. And now, and I used to get angry that people didn't wear helmets. Now I'm like, please don't wear helmets. Just, <laughs> just leave, leave us. Please just leave.
1: I have no tolerance for it. Yeah, they're 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 swooping by on the moped, stealing people's cell phones right out of their hands. Yeah chains and stuff like it's all bizarre because
2: first of all who's wearing like bling that they can i don't know yeah there's some there's more to it i there's a the, the post the post by the way is one of the best uh, news organizations in the city for local news and they did a a whole expose on on who's
1: behind it if you oh, want to oh, look yeah. that up i did see that all right so that one i got i got right um <laughs> things i think show hates well booze you hate booze now is that fair
2: I, I wouldn't say i hate it it's just not for me you know um other people other people can do what they want
1: disney on ice i bet you hate that i don't know what that is oh mickey disney. mouse on ice skates you never went to disney on ice when you were a kid oh
2: i wasn't taken to places i was uh, i lived a sheltered we were poor i lived oh. a sheltered uh i had a sheltered upbringing i had to rebel hard when i was a teenager
1: now, did your parents come here? Uh, were they the first generation to come or did their parents come here or No, my
2: parents came here uh, 72 and I was born oh. a few years later.
1: Oh, wow, okay.
2: And they came So here yeah, with- so they they're immigrants and you know, they they assimilated to a certain extent. I kind of wish they got a better grasp on the American culture because I had to learn a lot of stuff myself that I would have learned younger had they done that. Like, I didn't know how, what going out to dinner was until I'm in my 20s. Jeez. Wow.
1: So did it's, they come here weird. for a better life like everyone else comes here? Or what was the reason they decided to come?
2: I'm just curious. Yeah, they were uh, they were in Africa, actually. They didn't come from India. They were in Tanzania. And um, they were teachers. And why uh, well, most of the family went to the UK. They were all escaping Africa. Most of them went to the UK. One branch went to Australia. And uh, my parents came here. Oh, wow. I think they, they, they were trying to convince others to come to the U.S. saying this is the place of opportunity, and they did very well here professionally, but uh, the others chose elsewhere.
1: Never knew that in all the years I knew you. Things I think Ashok hates. Mayor Eric Adams.
2: Oh, uh, He's the worst. You know, I couldn't believe that there could be a worse mayor than Bill de Blasio, but he's proving it. Yeah, I wish... I wish I was wrong, but I mean, find someone in the city who's going to say he's doing a good job. There's nobody who's going to say that. they're working for him if they're going to say that. Yeah, right.
1: A hundred percent. Absolutely. Taylor Swift.
2: Indifferent. I, uh, you oh, know, I ha- okay. I hated her when uh, when I had to play her music like twice an hour, three times an <laughs> hour. Now it's like,
1: eh. The, tel- the, the Travis Kelsey stuff that didn't bother you?
2: I think it's funny how much it bothers people. Actually, like, who cares? There, I like looking at the comments on every. People are going nuts on Instagram with like the comments on everything. The post was posting a lot, which is funny, right? Because you would Mm -hmm. think they would back away from that, but they were over the top with it. And people were like, I'm going to unfollow
1: this page. Clicks, (laughs) baby. Whether it's angry clicks or or, uh, positive clicks, it's all clicks.
2: And look at the ratings for the Super Bowl. That You see why every media organization goes nuts over that whole thing. It was the most watched Super Bowl ever. Ever. Yeah, they said yeah.
1: they got 5 million extra female viewers just because of the Taylor Swift effect. So, of
2: course, you know, and, and then people write, nobody cares. Well, if nobody cared, it wouldn't be in front of you all the time.
1: Right, that's true. Things I think Ashok hates the subway. That I know you hate. You hate the fucking subway.
2: I do hate it, but I... but. Okay. Here's a twist. I also love it because there's no better way to get around the city, but there's nothing nothing being done about the horrendous mm. problems down there and it's actually dangerous right now. You can't walk around without at least you should have pepper spray. At the very least it's 10 bucks at Target.
1: Yeah. No, I see you you post videos walking walking home like you get off the subway in the middle of this park in the middle of the night and there's nobody around i think i dm'd you once i hope you yeah. have a knife or something because that's fucking you got to be careful
2: I, I, I carry something other than pepper spray but it's not a knife because that can be uh that can be used against you i don't want to be stabbed i want to avoid being stabbed crying babies i bet you uh, hate yeah. crying babies. Yes, i don't <laughs> like kids not a fan of children of any age. Oh, we're copacetic right there, my friend. <laughs> we are right there. Cigarettes. Oh, disgusting. I can't believe I used to smoke. Disgusting. That. I wish. I wish every smoker would stop, or or get lung cancer immediately and leave us.
1: I just is that, you is can't that not help but at, in the
2: comments. Sorry, you
1: can't help but laugh at the folks who stand outside in the city and fucking freeze just to get that little bit of nicotine and go downstairs and smoke. And how come they're allowed all those breaks? It's a just lot because of breaks. they're smokers. Yeah, a lot of breaks. You know, you know what's great if anyone if
2: if anyone is trying to stop. You know what works is the gum and the lozenges. And the problem is big tobacco somehow is making sure that these things cost more than cigarettes so how, how is it tempting to quit when nicotine gum and lozenges cost more than a pack of <laughs> cigarettes wow right yeah, but that's those true. things work and your state might give them to you for free i got a lot of uh this is years ago i would uh, i would you know sign up I'm like sure why not i pay i pay a lot of taxes give me nicotine gum
1: and they would wow hmm. all right things i think you hate people with live-in maids that would be cool to have. But <laughs> I don't know if I hate. I took a shot there. I don't know. Yeah. I I, if you had a
2: if you had a giant place, a live-in maid would be amazing. Okay.
1: Yeah. Grocery shopping?
2: I'm not a fan, but hate hate is strong. Okay. All right. Being tickled. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> you hate I, I hate being
1: tickled. That, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> My heart disease. You're not a giggler. That's not no. You. Uh, you hate bums. I do. I really do. <laughs> I'm you know, and pretty and sure about that one.
2: Some people are like, "That's insensitive." No, 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 no. Homeless people are in shelters across the city. There's like over fifty thousand of them trying to get out of that, living in shelters, and the rest of them need mental help. They need. Uh, they need to be prescribed medication to help them, and the city is neglecting them. And. And it's actually not their fault but i hate them because uh, the city needs to the city needs to help them and they're not helping them so they attack us that's Agreed. what's happening
1: couple more drunk people talking to you
2: it can be very annoying you know when i go to now if i'm at an event with an open bar and i and i say do you have an na beer and sometimes they do now and if not i'll get a seltzer or a soda or something or ginger beer which is yummy but uh, but drunk people can be very annoying mm-hmm. yeah it's very I did, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, I was that guy, wasn't I? I was totally that guy. <laughs> I'd catch myself sometimes like going, oh, just shut the fuck up. You're being one of those guys. And I'm sure, you know, we'd be yelling conversations at each other back then. And we're thinking that was uh, so much fun. And there were probably people around us like, I wish those guys would shut the fuck up. 100 percent.
1: Loud chewers and slurpers. Oh.
2: <laughs> misophonia. Do you know the word misophonia? No. What is that? That's the disorder. Because yeah. that stuff, that legit makes me like I get viscerally angry. I can't. I can't have the slurping. I can't have uh, the chewing people eating with their mouth open. I can't take it. We, I would yell. at When I was a kid, I would yell at my parents like, can you can you chew? I'm like a child saying to my parents, can you please eat with your mouth closed?
1: <laughs> we. It should be it should be Kane and Ashok hate everything. That's what the <laughs> show should be. That's what, this, what we should do. Um, people who talk on speakerphone in public.
2: Oh, yeah, that's bad. I hate them. Yeah, yeah. Jay and uh <laughs> playing music is worse you know in the subway there are people just blasting you know like uh something on their phone like come on what you don't have earbuds oh
1: that's the worst so rude in, you put your phone. you're not enjoying it you're enjoying the music coming out of this teeny tiny fucking titty speaker
2: come on and that's and that's the thing it's like not only are you being rude but how is that enjoyable
1: it doesn't sound good yeah yeah uh, yeah Jay almost bricked the guy in the face because he was. This Ugh. was across the street. We were leaving work. It was a couple years ago. And acro- literally across Hudson, Yeah. in front of the building across the street, there was a guy who was yelling into his fe- speakerphone. And Jay's like, Who the fuck is that guy? He just got so irrationally I got angry a- at this angry. man.
3: <laughs> and I, I said to the guys, I was. I said to Candy Corey, I was like, Yo, you guys want me to go across the street and just like off him real fast? <laughs> it was because he was Calm on down. the phone. <laughs>
2: You don't want to get locked up today. Maybe just uh, walk away. And
1: uh, finally, trannies.
2: <laughs> you mean transge- the transgender community? Yes. Like Michael you Obama. Mean- you- I'm oh. sorry.
1: <laughs> Michael Obama. You know, tranny.
2: Uh, I, I, I really don't know what to, to say here.
1: <laughs> I know. That's why I left that one for last. <laughs>
2: the uh, LGBTQ community is, uh, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with them.
1: Okay. I just like maybe you'd have a distaste.
3: He doesn't want to get canceled. That's-
1: if you could see his face. Uh, all right. Well, fuck. Now, this has been fun. You want to do a Mad Lib real quick since Corey's not here? Do you got time or do you got to run?
2: Oh, uh, me? Um, I'm good. You good? Yeah, right. I got time.
1: You know, Corey's not here this week, so gonna... it's time for Mad Libs. Mad Libs with Kane and Corey. Shoke. All right. I don't tell you what the Mad Lib is actually about. You mm. just got to fill in with the appropriate kind of word, okay? Give okay. me a noun. Um, This is very vague. Just anything oh, stapler. It's a, it's a Mad Lib stapler. Okay. Yeah. Do you have one on your desk? Is that what you... There is one there, yeah. <laughs> Corey. I, I believe you have my stapler. You'd ask him three nouns, and he'd get flustered. Well, I can't think of anything else and look around the room. Because it's a weird question. Well, you ever, just randomly- have you filled out a Mad Lib before?
2: Mm, no. Well, That's not fine. in a long time. That's what
1: they are. Yeah, 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 okay. more uh, adjective. Give me an adjective.
2: Uh, screw. An animal. A dog. Uh,
1: give me a... Uh... Oh, the same noun as before, so I'll write stapler down again. Okay. Adjective. Um,
2: broken. Wait, Blumpkin? Broken, is broken. that? Broken. No.
1: Yeah. Another adjective.
2: Uh, Dilapidated. Wow.
1: <laughs> I'm not good at this. No, but that's not a Corey word.
3: No, Cory leans more towards the sexual words like yeah. Oh, yeah. screw and labia
1: <laughs> and the non-five syllable words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a noun. Uh, car. A type of container. Bottle. Mm. Yours is going to make actual sense. Uh give me a noun. Um
2: uh Uh, processing (laughs) processor I'm just looking at the (laughs) voice processor in front of me
1: part of the body Uh, arm adjective
2: um uh slimy
0: Mm.
2: that's a good one adjective another (laughs) I'm running out of words okay Corey uh, spray. Adjective. Throw. Adjective. Hurl. Curl? Curl. Curl? Curl. 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 Curl, like, oh, Curl. Hurl. Curl Hurl with an H. Hurl.
0: Hurl.
1: A verb. Past tense verb. Uh, saw. <clears throat> saw. Plural noun. And that's it. We're done. Um, bones. Bones. All right. These are Father Goose rhymes. Okay. Okay. Old Mother Hubbard went to the stapler to get her screw dog a bone. When she got there, the stapler was broken, and so her dilapidated dog had none. (laughs) Jack and Jill went up the car to fetch a bottle of water. Jack fell down and broke his processor, and Jill came tumbling after. (laughs) You're not enjoying these, are you? weird game. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Corey makes them all sexual, so. Yeah. Oh. There was a little girl. She had a little curl right in the middle of her arm. And when she was slimy, she was very, very spray. And when she was bad, she was throw. <laughs> it's <just> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. There was a hurl woman who saw in a shoe she had so many bones, she didn't know what to do. Hey, it was the first effort. You know, yeah. you can't you can't judge yourself.
2: I didn't prep for this.
1: <laughs> you didn't
2: prep. For- I'm not good on uh, games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought you were great on things you hate. Yeah, well, yeah, great.
2: we could do that all day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you nailed that game. All right, a little not quite news, and then we're and we're out of here. I'm gonna actually read some stories. And now, from a location unknown for his safety. It's Kay with the not white news. You're gonna love this one. I have video. All right. A guy went to a uh, antique store wearing a kilt, grabbed some things off the shelf, stuck them up his butt, and then put them back on the shelf. Oh wow! Mm. <laughs> Sounds That's like pretty a gross. Is this the kind of thing that you would? Uh, no, we
2: you know Report we don't on. have a we don't do a lot of gross kickers. No, that would be
1: okay. a kicker. Here we go.
3: Yeah, we want to warn you that these videos are disturbing. And store (laughs) managers and employees tell us that this same man has been accused of doing the same thing at other antique shops in the area. But employees here at Antique Gallery say he didn't buy or steal anything, but they're hoping he'll be caught.
1: But they wish that he would have. (laughs) Let me go to the uh, the, the part here where um, he's actually... Yeah, this is a good scene. Oh, God. He appears to grab another
3: item off the shelf and puts it under his kilt once again, returning the item. Has you seen that man or woman in here before?
1: Look at him. He's really giving that a good rub up his fucking asshole. (laughs) And then he put it back on the fucking chill. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. (laughs) What did I do? Uh, put him back you, where you should be. Yeah,
3: hold on. Give me a minute. Put,
1: him, put me back in my place. I moved the wrong one.
3: Yeah, you did. I'll take care of uh, doing that. Okay. Just,
0: uh,
1: there
2: we go. That mess behind me. I got a lot of work to do in my living room. Bunch of crap. All right. Got a
1: lot of knickknacks and tchotchkes. There we go
2: yeah some old k-rock stuff there actually you remember when they did that special revolver magazine for dfp and put us all that picture yes. we, we, yeah. we were all in the stairwell trying yeah. to look cool yeah i have like a stack of they were throwing them out towards the end of k-rock and i and i saw a stack of them i'm like I'm just gonna throw that out meanwhile what the hell am i doing with it <laughs>
1: well how, do you have all, do you have just one of them or how many copies you got
2: I got a lot you're welcome to have some i would
1: love yeah that'd yeah. be awesome
2: I'll give you a whole bunch of K Rock stuff. We just Are never they, see each other. Do
1: you have it handy, it's or is right, it buried in the a box somewhere? Right. The, the Go stuff grab in it. The- can, can you show?
3: Yeah, we want to see. Can we, yeah, on. hold it up.
1: Yeah. I don't think he liked the Mad Lib game. No. Yeah. He was. Uh,
3: <laughs> what is this?
1: <laughs> well, that's a weird thing. I see. That's so Corey centric.
3: Because he. Yeah.
1: Yes. He is uh, going back. Oh, he did. He did have it handy.
3: Let's do it. Let's see it. Oh wow. Oh
1: yeah, I do have I do have that. Revolver magazine, rock and roll. It's the K Rock issue. Mm-hmm an insider oh, wow. look at the look at the
2: back Budweiser ran so many spots right do you remember we'd have a stack of like a commercial break would be a stack of carts this yes. high yeah and we'd have to separate bud and Heineken and like ABC and NBC and CBS and this movie and that movie and this impossible. this new album come now it's like a ambulance chasing lawyer yeah
1: folks home get the shot
0: <laughs>
1: PSA What's that? Oh, there's a picture
2: of Howard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we were all featured was this. Oh, there's you and cabbie.
3: Bring it down. Bring it down to the right. Oh, there you are. Oh, wow. Huh. Oh, That's a good picture. Yeah. yeah, that is a good picture.
1: I'm like, what the fuck is cabbie
3: doing?
2: <laughs> Maze and Julie. Okay. Oh, I guess Maze must have been nights at the time and you were afternoons?
1: I think so, yeah. Where
2: are you at? Oh, way at the end.
0: <laughs>
2: Even look who's ahead of me Stuttering John, Matt Pinfield, and Liquid, Liquid Todd. Todd. Wow. Wow. Solid. Jeez, I can't hold this up. I don't
1: know. Well, I just would show you show your picture and then. Sluggo, right Danny, way. Denner, Sluggo, Dave, Danny Brad, maybe.
2: Brad, wow. maybe. You know what, though? I, I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to look cool. It didn't work.
1: <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> you were having a hard time finding the uh, sweet spot there with the holding up the pitchers. Oh, wow. I don't do yeah. this
2: every day like you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, you look the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, um... That was awesome that you were here. It was great to to reconnect and get back in touch. And Yankees Yankees today, I know you're a big Yankee fan. Their first official practice is today. So that's that's coming.
2: It's great. I can't wait. for. I want to go to it. I went to so many games last year, Yanks and Mets.
1: You had season tickets at one point,
2: right? Many years ago, I used to do the Saturday or Sunday plan at Yankee Stadium. But now, last year, I got so many tickets from work. It was uh, these great seats which never happened, never happened in the past. So I went to so many
1: games. Well, uh, they got to hire you full time. It's ridiculous already. You're fucking part-time and you're working every day, but they're oh. such a cheap ass mm. fucking company. That's never going to fucking happen. don't
2: know so. what you're talking about. It's a great place to work, but, uh...
1: <laughs> I know. All right. I'm sorry. And, no, it is. It's a wonderful <laughs> place to work mm. when you're working there. All right. We're going to get the hell out of here. Thanks. Thanks. Ashok. Thank Thanks you. Thanks. Air Dave. We'll do it again sometime. Let's get a beer. I'll have for a fake time,
2: one. For old time's sake.
1: What I'll have fuck? an athletic. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys tomorrow with Marlo, uh, uh, a lady host. Joining wow. the sausage party tomorrow on the show.
2: That's right. That'll be better to look at than me. <laughs>
1: she has nice breasts. I'll be watching. <laughs> see you later. See you later,
0: show. Kane and Corey.